Welcome to the Master's Plan Your Partner podcast, sponsored by Master's Plan Church Design and Construction with headquarters in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We partner to build and renovate churches all over the United States with a trusted reputation and a proven process. Master's Plan is passionate about becoming your trusted partner. Now let's join our hosts, Rodney James and Miss Kim. Thank you for joining us today for Master's Plan Your Partner podcast. My name is Kim Spence, and Rodney James and I are your hosts today. And Rodney is the founder and president of Master's Plan Church Design and Construction based in Tulsa, Oklahoma, serving pastors and churches all over the country. And um, Rodney, we've been going through the timeline, the right steps, the right order, because out of all the things we could talk about for a podcast, and, and you could talk about a lot of things, but out of all the things in the construction world for churches, this is the most critical part is the timeline. It is. And, uh, you know, I'm, that's, I'm excited that we get to put this information out there because, you know, my, my famous saying that I do, it's not what churches don't know that hurts them. It's what they don't know that they don't know. And if you just don't know the right questions to ask, you can't get to the right answers. And so having the timeline Mm -hmm. that clearly lays out the right steps in the right order Mm -hmm. helps you avoid the common missteps that so many churches make. And so this information is so valuable for any pastor, building committee, executive pastor, church administrator, or even lay person who might serve on some type of vision or building or long-term committee Mm -hmm. uh, to know there is a process that works. And it's based actually on biblical principles Mm -hmm. uh, of how we go about looking long-term at the entire journey from, hey, we think we may need more space Mm -hmm. to that first Sunday where it actually becomes a tool that helps you facilitate your ministry. One of the things we have talked about is just in the idea that pastors that are listening, maybe they're just kind of that vision or that dream is has been bubbling in their heart about maybe doing some reconstruction or a new building. And they think, well, I'll wait to contact you when we really are ready to do it. But you always say, let's start now. If it's even in your mind now, let's start and let's meet now. Yeah. The sooner that you know, I, I, when I think about when I served as a pastor mm-hmm. and we knew we needed to do some things to our facility, you know, um, we kind of went about it the first time the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And that's how you learn, right? <laughs> um, because it's the traditional way. Mm-hmm. And um, and so you kind of start visioning with people who can help you see vision, which is great. But the problem is vision sometimes can get ahead of the budget. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so having the realistic steps in front of me to say, what do I do first? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, most people want to get to the most, especially pastors who are mm-hmm. visionaries. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to get to the renderings and the floor plans and they want to show that to everybody and get everybody really excited. And the challenge is when we do that, and we don't do it at the right time. We lose the value of being able to do that at the right time. Mm-hmm. And we go many times without the right information, mm-hmm. which is kind of what we ended the last podcast and mm-hmm. talking about due diligence and feasibility, that's one of those pieces that if you don't get it in the right place and you don't accomplish it well, mm-hmm. uh, it leaves you open to some uh, potential struggles down the road that have dollar signs attached to them. 
after we've shown the pictures, after we've shown the floor plans, after we've said how much this is going to cost, all of a sudden now there's a hurdle or an obstacle here that we didn't do the, we didn't take the right step in the right order. Yes. And so it gets discovered, but it gets discovered at a very critical moment in the, in the path rather than at the right time where we can navigate. And when we share, mm-hmm. we already have a solution to that that issue. Mm-hmm. So it's so critically important um, that the sooner we can get involved and help every church take the right steps in the right order, know what's first, what's second, what's third, mm-hmm. then we get to the things that everybody wants to get to and see the, the, <laughs> the concepts. Stuff, That's right? it. Yeah. And, and so I think it's just so important that no matter where you are in this process, whether you're six months away or three years away, mm-hmm. uh, let's have a conversation. You know, yeah. that's kind of what we said last time. It's yeah. conversations are free. Uh, I'm always willing to have a conversation to help pastors and churches say, when do I need to reach out? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the right next step? And sometimes we say, hey, uh, call us back, uh, you know, in a year, uh, unless something changes. And, you know, we keep in touch and we have a conversation because, again, what I want to do is develop a relationship. I'm not a builder for the sake of building. I want to become a partner to churches to help them walk this whole journey out, take the right steps in the right order. And so um, it's never too early to make the first phone call. I love that. And that's part of the reason that we call it Your Partner Podcast. That is exactly when you hear the heart of Rodney James, who is the president and founder of Master's Plan Construction. The The whole idea is really, truly coming alongside you and becoming your partner. And speaking of the steps, the right steps in the right order, if you've just really, maybe this is the first time you've tuned into the podcast. I encourage you to go back and listen starting at the beginning because then you get, you will get the right steps in the True. right order as you listen. But today we're continuing on because we have a lot to cover in this timeline. And we're going to um, really focus again today on due diligence and feasibility. And so Rodney, remind us what that is. And then let's talk about the the value of why we have to do diligence. Well, I'd like to kind of go back and for those maybe listening for the first time, we've talked about choosing the right team that you put around yourself, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to help you with uh, all of the decisions that are going to be made. We've talked about selecting a partner. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about due diligence and feasibility that we're going to talk a little bit more about today, you know, having the right partner who understands fully what that process should provide to the church to make the right decisions, mm-hmm. uh, having a partner who's been down that road, who's developed a, a really well-rounded due diligence process mm-hmm. is critical. We've talked about budget and funding because uh, what we go through in the due diligence uncovers what we have to spend before we actually get to the building project. And so we talked about how much there's, there's so much money in the bucket. Mm-hmm. How much are we going to spend before we ever get to the project? Mm-hmm. We've talked about how do we raise funding involving everybody in that process. That's so important. Mm-hmm. And then you get to this process called due diligence and feasibility, which is really what we want to do is we want to say, what is it that the church needs? What what are the things from a facility standpoint that the church is saying, hey, we have a vision because we want to start a new ministry. We need more space for our children. We need more seats in our sanctuary. Whatever those things are that begin to drive that that need, Mm -hmm. and then the Lord begins to give vision to that need. Mm -hmm. Then we say, okay, well, what is this going to cost us? And 
So many churches, the, the next step they like to take is, you know, go hire an architect and start designing facilities. And the reality is if you miss due diligence and feasibility, mm-hmm. you miss dollar signs that you're going to encounter at some point. Mm-hmm. This is not... This is no, there's no magic to this. The reality is the project's going to cost what the project's going to cost. Would you rather know what it's going to cost before you start designing a building that's designed all the way to your budget? And then you find out you've got another 300 to half a million or maybe a million dollars to spend. Mm-hmm. Due diligence helps us uncover all of those potential landmines early on. And many times, if we discover them soon enough, mm-hmm. We can avoid those costs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so for example, we're doing an expansion right now in a church and we, we uncovered, uh, through the process, the existing building wasn't sprinkled. And so in the due diligence of feasibility, one of the things we do is in an expansion or a renovation is mm-hmm. what code issues might we face with this building? What, uh, Americans with Disability Acts, mm-hmm. life safety, uh, old building codes, all of those things that have been updated now. What are we going to encounter when we go knock walls out and start rearranging and, mm-hmm. and adding space on to existing buildings? Mm-hmm. Well, in this case, we uncovered the existing building wasn't sprinkled. We knew to sprinkle it was going to cost somewhere in the neighborhood of about $375,000. Wow. And so we engaged in a due diligence and feasibility process, did a code review, brought in an expert mm-hmm. on fire uh, systems, and sat down with that individual, had a consultation, showed him the plan, showed him what we were trying to do. He, through the code process and working with the city, we were able to avoid spending that $375,000. Now, had we gone and drawn up the plans and Mm -hmm. submitted them to the city, Mm -hmm. the city's first review would have turned back and said, you have to sprinkle the rest of the building because Mm -hmm. we're connecting this building to all three of those buildings. And now you're in a situation where the city's telling you what you have to do. Mm. Instead of when we went through the due diligence and uncover it, we went to the city with a game plan and said, we know this is what you would like for us to do, mm-hmm. but we would, we're proposing based on the code, let's do this, this, and this, mm-hmm. which helps improve this, the life safety situation in the existing building. It doesn't put a sprinkler system in it yet. Mm-hmm. The agreement is at any point in the future, they renovate any of those three other buildings. They have to sprinkle them. Mm-hmm. But since we're not touching them right now, except connecting to them, mm-hmm. we were able to negotiate with the city and the fire marshal a plan that enhanced the safety of the whole entire facility. We sprinkled all the new facility Mm -hmm. and we put the piping and all the infrastructure in so that anytime they touch any of the rest of the building, they can do that. That was a number that had we not Mm. gone through due diligence and feasibility on the front end and uncovered that potential cost Mm -hmm. and figured out a path to help get through that, Mm -hmm. the church would have spent in the very first phase. And so it's so important. Um, And the same thing can be true whether we're building new construction uh, on a fresh piece of dirt. There are so many landmines Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, again, looking out across the field, we don't see any of them until we step on them. And so, you know, what we want to be able to do is we want to be able to uncover every one of those and put a flag on them and say, don't step here. Or Mm -hmm. if we step here, there's a cost involved. Mm -hmm. And so we know we can't navigate past this one. Mm -hmm. So what's it cost? Take that money out of the bucket that we talked about in the budgeting thing. Set that money aside so that now when we start designing, we don't spend that money on the design. Mm -hmm. That money's already spent. Wow, that's amazing. What does it do for a church? You talking about uncovering something like that with the sprinkler system. I can only imagine 
how different it is for a city um, and the city works department and all those areas to have a construction company with a church come to them and say, here's what we uncovered rather than them uncovering it first. What kind of relationship does that help? Bill? Well, again, you know, everything we love to do, we love to do from a relational standpoint. Mm-hmm. So even when we go through due diligence feasibility, the very last thing that we do mm-hmm. is what we call a pre-development meeting where we ask, we invite every individual from the city who might have a touch of this project at some point. Mm -hmm. So planning and zoning, the fire marshal, the building inspector, um, utilities, stormwater management, uh, planning and zoning, all of these folks we invite to the table. And we say, listen, Church ABC Mm -hmm. is getting ready to do a project. Here's the concept of what we would like to do. Here's what we've uncovered that doesn't meet code or has challenges with the city ordinances Mm -hmm. or whatever the case Mm -hmm. is. And here's our proposal to navigate through those. What we've done is we've come in and said, hey, we know we have a problem. Mm. And we want to solve that problem in a way that's economically feasible for the church to move forward with this project, but also is a win for the city from the standpoint that they don't have to give some major variance to the church or fight a battle. We're not here to fight a battle. We're here for all of us, including the city, to get on the same side of the table and look at the problem and say, how can we fix this problem? Yeah. Instead of coming in and saying, let's hide it and let the city discover it, or coming in and saying, we're going to fight for it. We're not fighting for it. We want to give some alternatives that allows the city to say yes or no. Mm-hmm. And then we at least we know where we stand again at the end of due diligence if we have to do it yeah had we had to sprinkle that building that three hundred seventy five thousand dollars would have come out of the bucket yeah so when we went to design we knew we were more than a quarter of a million dollars short than what we thought we had left in the bucket in order to do the design and if we control the design then the due diligence of feasibility multiplies and pays for itself time and time again because we don't spend money on a design that we can't afford to build. Yeah. Boy, and that's so powerful because again, it's it part of well, part of your core values is integrity and transparency here at Masters Plan Construction. So you carry that with you into every project that you uh, as as the first meeting, the first phone call, all of that is involved. And so that just shows that the idea is we really are your partner, but I can also think of probably, it's kind of scary probably for pastors and some people in these meetings that have heard the horror stories of, you know, oh, the city council wants to shut us down and, you know, because we can't build or this or that. So how powerful is that for a pastor to have you as a partner to come in with them so that they they know okay we've got advocates here for us and not trying to fight against what the council or you know what we think of is again some of those those stories that we've heard absolutely yeah there are there are a lot of those stories unfortunately Mm -hmm. and the reality is you know um not every city is cordial to churches because uh, yeah. it's nonprofit. It's not a tax revenue base. Yeah. And so we do face those battles. Sure. Um, but, you know, that's what we've done for uh, over a decade now is yeah. walk pastors through that process to help them 
be able to go to bed at night and not worry about this building project. We are the partner who's going to carry this piece for you. And so uh, there have been many times we've come out of meetings. I, I was in a meeting uh, here in our own state uh, in Oklahoma not long ago, and we came out of the meeting. We'd invited the pastor and the executive pastor to attend the meeting with us. We had the meeting with the city. We knew we had some challenges, uh, new codes, new ordinances that had been put in place since their original building was built, and we are adding to that building. And uh, so we had told the church, here are the issues that we're facing. Here's what we're thinking about doing to navigate through those. And uh, man, we came out of the meeting. We had some wins. We had some things that we had to say, yep, we're going to do that. But pastor walked out of that meeting and he said, man, I I don't know how we would have done this without the wisdom and knowledge that your team brought to help us navigate uh, what we just went through. And we wound up having to go through a full planning commission meeting and, and city council meeting as a result of the things that the city was going to allow us to do and the things that we were going to have to do and the way we were going to do them. But we just carried the torch and walked through all those meetings with the church. And, uh, you know, pastor, I invite pastor to every meeting because I think it's important from a community standpoint that he's there, sure. he's present. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this instance, he answered two questions for the planning commission, and um, we answered all the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And so, again, he just, we walk out of every one of those meetings, and he's like, man, I am so grateful that you guys are on our team. And so awesome. that's 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 where we want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we yes, we want to build the project, mm-hmm. uh, but the reality is if we don't take the time, if we don't invest the time— mm-hmm in the process and helping these churches navigate through all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Many of them would never get to the project. Mm. That's powerful. Well, I think of Jesus as our advocate, you know, that that this is a spiritual principle to have an advocate, even in the construction world. And so it's, you know, sometimes we get to thinking, well, we set, we set the, the spiritual things to one side and the practical things to the other. But this is, this is absolutely, you can't separate those. That's right. These are processes that are combined and you take the right steps and the right order and you get outcomes, just like what Rodney was talking about. Rodney James with Master's Plan Church Design and Construction. We're talking about the timeline. And in this particular timeline right now, we're talking about due diligence and feasibility. And you weren't kidding when you said there's a lot to cover in this particular area. But I think what we're going to do is we'll continue it for our next podcast. If you get a chance go back. We try to keep these podcasts at a, at a time frame that, you know, when you have a drive, a commute across the city, you can listen because it's so valuable to understand that as your partner, master's plan is here for you. And as you learn about the right steps and the right order, give them a call, let them know, hey, I I need to talk to you. It's time to discuss what God's put on our hearts about our church and maybe expanding or building. And you can contact them in Oklahoma at 918-379-4917, or you can email mpchurchdesignbuild.com mpchurchdesignbuild.com. And we're always so thankful that you take the time to join us and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening today. For questions about your building project, go to our website, 
mpchurchdesignbuild.com and click Contact. Master's Plan Church Design and Construction. Let's build the kingdom together. This podcast is a Your Story Speaks production where we help ordinary people tell extraordinary stories.